I realize your guy's show is for the lore, which seems like it actually for the lore, and it almost <laughs> works. <laughs> You're listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Joining Roger is Joe, writer from WoW Insider and World of Maticus, and Vince from Massive Nerd. Hello and welcome to For the Lore, this is Roger coming to you on Tuesday, the 15th of November for a fantastic show with some Star Wars, some Skyrim, and some Assassin's Creed. Who could ask for more, really? So with me, same as usual, we've got Vince as well as Joel. How are you boys doing? Fantastic. Okay, drop your mic again. <laughs> Jesus, you're loud. Vince, how about you? I'm awake. Well, who could ask for more, really? Not me. Yeah, especially after a weekend of playing Star Wars. Although you spent the weekend playing Skyrim, but we'll get into Skyrim after that. Joe and I spent the weekend playing Star Wars. Oh, the dear Lord, dragons. what are you doing? Joe, cut it out. There, that's better. <laughs> you mute so, yeah, No, I didn't actually. <laughs> you just smartened the hell up. So we spent the weekend playing um the old republic and i was lucky because i got a couple of passes so both my son and i were able to play together and then joe you were playing did you know anybody else that was playing did you get to play with anybody yeah a bunch of my uh guildies from wow i actually got to play and a couple of my real life buddies from work uh so we were all on the same server and we're goofing around on uh dark side awesome and okay so how many hours do you figure you uh you put in uh a lot that many (laughs) Yeah, I lost count. All of them. It was like they went live on Friday, and I was pretty much glued to the computer. Okay, see, we weren't even able to get in on Friday. It was stupid. The the queues were massive. And I understand that they're stress testing for such a thing, but you're not stress stress testing the login servers anymore if you've got a queue of 4,000. You know, the, at this point, you're putting people in a queue. It's no longer about how many can we get in. No, everybody's waiting in the goddamn queue, So you're, and you're letting them trickle in. So I I was not that impressed with that. And then the first night, too, until they, they fixed it eventually, you'd log into a server. You'd pick a server, which you couldn't tell how populated it was initially. That was fixed later. You couldn't tell how many were in it until you'd actually queued into it. And then it says you're number 300 or 3,400 and something, which was where we were at. And uh, then you can't get out. And so if you close the client and log back in, you get this splash screen with the little gear rotating in the corner, which informs you that you're still in the goddamn queue and there was no way to get out of the queue. So eventually they fixed that so that you could cancel out. And when you start it back out, you can go into another queue. But that first night up until quite late, you you were stuck in that queue. See, which is really weird because I didn't experience half of the problems that you guys were experiencing, which is kind of funny to me because I, I logged into Mumble and I'm like, oh, hey, guys, I'm going to be, 
you know, logging in in a second, they're like, oh, well, there's this massive queue, and I logged right in. Like, I didn't okay. have a queued nothing. But you played on a PvP realm, right? Yes, and there was a PvP queue. But like, there, there was a queue. But not nearly as bad. That's something that they said as well, that if you're, you're... You're missing what I'm saying, though. I logged in, and there were already people that I knew that were waiting in queue to get onto the server. Oh, okay. But I didn't have to wait in the queue to get on the server. I literally just typed my password, and on the server I was. That makes no they sense. They lifted at all. the velvet rope. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. That's okay because man, we waited. Um, now that being said, on Saturday when we logged in, every single time we logged in from that point on on the weekend, we had no problems at all. We there, there was no queue whatsoever. We bounced in immediately, and and our the realm that we had chosen was uh, probably at the seventy five to eighty percent mark full kind of thing. So it wasn't one of the ones that was right in the red full, but it was pretty damn close, and we didn't have any problem. There there was some lag in the game, but nothing that made it unplayable or even not enjoyable. So it it wasn't too bad. It was just that first night was a complete waste. We there was nothing we could do. See, and for me, the first night was really awesome. There wasn't really any lag. Um, I didn't have any problem. Nobody could in. get in. <laughs> no, like, there was a ton of people on the server. Um, like there were a ton of like you know uh, bounty hunters running around and doing their thing. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, and I just didn't. I didn't have any lag. I didn't have any server logging issues. It was the only thing that I had was I couldn't see the server population before I logged in. Um, but yeah, no, the first night was really awesome. Cause I was like, Oh, the bounty hunter. And I was really enjoying myself. See what I found the first day. And this is something that they're going to have to work on when they release the game too, is they're going to have to make it that the, um, the, uh, the respawn rates of mobs is a lot faster because there were so many people all over the damn place all fighting for the same mobs that it was you were waiting around for some of the quests for quite a while and that was a pain in the ass to be expected of course but they're gonna have to work on that respawn rate at least for the first little while that the game is out well they have to they're they have to gather the data to see what the you know the timer is gonna be yeah. for or if they're gonna add a dynamic timer which is something that i'm really surprised they didn't have right now um because other games like even Ion has a dynamic timer now based on, you know, the population in an area of how well, how frequently the mobs respawn. So I kind of figured that they would have had that already. Yeah. And I, I think some of that also has to do with just some of the zones are a little better populated with enemies to begin with. Like um, like the bounty hunter zone. That one's a bit... The, those Those first few enemies you have to fight, there's not many of them to go around even without a whole bunch of people playing. So I think I think that's also something they got to work out, too, is there's just some opening areas that are more heavily populated with the enemies. Yeah. Now, before we actually start talking about more stuff in game, um, there was a video that was released, of course, same as the last one. And this one here now is the Trooper versus the Sith Inquisitor. And I've got it playing here so that the folks in the audience can watch it. And uh, what I was telling Vince pre-show is that this is awesome because these are the two classes that I've now played because initially my first go round I played the Inquisitor and now during this one I played uh, the Imperial Agent right through to the uh, getting off the starter planet and 
then with my son, I did a trooper and he did the smuggler. And so when I'm looking at this now, I'm seeing some of the abilities that I got to play with uh, this weekend and then during the last weekend. So it's kind of funny when they're talking about these two classes against each other, who would wind up winning? Now, Joe, you played the Inquisitor. Correct? No, no that's right. You did the bounty hunter. That's right. So really, you don't have a frame of reference here. Uh, this was awesome because... What I grouped I, with a lot of Inquisitors. They're freaking... Dude, they're awesome. I <laughs> the, the whole time I was playing this weekend, I kept thinking, not that the other ones weren't fun, but it was like, man... I miss playing my Inquisitor. I love, <laughs> there was something about that game style that you just dive right into the middle of it and then you send them flying back and then you got the force lightning and everything. It was a ton of fun. So again, when you're seeing this one here with the video with the, them going up against the um, the trooper, like the Inquisitor is going to have a lot of abilities that are taking control and stunning and things like that, your opponent. The trooper, what I found out, you get level, I think it's like level eight maybe a little earlier, you can actually break out of any uh, movement impairing or, or control ability. Yeah, the, the CC cleanse. So, which is, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was, of course, my son was dying to duel me as well. He was higher level and he was a smuggler too and he put all of his points into, to like, uh, no, at that point he hadn't put points in yet. But uh, smugglers are freaking dangerous little bastards. And he has <laughs> the stuns and things like that too. And so he wanted to do it. So I'm backing up because I know he's going to come and kick me in the balls. And sure enough, that's the first thing he went after. <laughs> so he came after and kicked me to stun me. By then I'd already thrown a sticky grenade on him and a, and a couple of hits. I was surprised I got him down as far as I did. And eventually he just wiped the floor with me. But I can already see how some of the abilities against a, uh, a Sith Inquisitor would be the same thing. Like, break out of their abilities immediately, and then hit them with a ton of bombs and everything. It's just so awesome. Like, the, the last one we saw, the Bounty Hunter versus the Jedi Knight, that was really one-sided in the favor of the Bounty Hunter. But this one, it, it definitely seems like, you know, a little closer of a battle. Just, you have all that firepower against uh, you know, the crowd control, and it, it's it's that's one of those battles that's really going to come down a lot more to skill than just you know imbalance and if whatnot well skill and armor for sure the the, the trooper relies heavily on that armor and that weapon so for the that, mitigation yeah it's gonna definitely be something that's gonna matter yeah, armor doesn't help a hell of a lot against fucking lightning <laughs> there is no that. you'd be surprised there is there is <laughs> armor that will help against the lightning so so anyway so what did you think about your bounty hunter I am absolutely in love with the class. It is everything I wanted it to be um, from the voice actor, which happened to the male bounty hunter voice actor is the voice actor from the big O anime series. Yeah, Steve is, Bloom guy does yeah, everything. It is absolutely fantastic. Like I heard it like, and I'm like, oh, and I start squeeing at character creation. Cause I'm like, it's the guy from big O. That's like, I want to watch it. Action. Yeah. It was hysterical. Um, the character customization was awesome. The face tattoos that you get as a bounty hunter are absolutely phenomenal. The fact that I can make myself as kind of like an overweight bounty hunter uh, with the face tattoos and the mohawk, it was like, okay, yeah, this is me. Um, character creation was just right off the bat was awesome. And then the abilities, all of the abilities are there. The flamethrower, the rail shot, um, the, the ability to add on, um, you know, explosive properties to all of your regular shots um the idea that i can control where my shots went and how to aim and and, and you know the the 
the fact that I didn't have an auto attack, I had to actually right click in between using my abilities to get my auto to get my regular rate of fire to go. It was just everything, including like getting my little self heal where he like hovers in air and like checks his wrist and like reloads up and like, you know, pulls out the flamethrower, checks all of a sudden like, yep, OK, I'm healed. I'm good to go. Let's go burn things. And then like runs into combat. It was awesome. You we actually want to you can. Dude, dude, that's not a sure you can. That's a falcon punch. Dude, the rocket pack punch, I got that, and every time I pressed it for like the first night, I was just screaming, Falcon punch, falcon punch, falcon punch. And it was hysterical. Um my favorite part about it is though is how self-sufficient the class can actually be if played right. Um, you can be a tanky DPS if you want to be, which, you know, being a, a ranged tank is one of the specialties you can play. Um, or you can be like the whole hunter type of, uh, to, to put it in terms people will be familiar with, um, where it's all about the range attacks and all about the kiting and all about how you move throughout the, the encounter. Um, it's phenomenal. And when I got to pick my specialization and I got to dual wield those pistols and I got to sit there and unload both clips with the cross action, I just was so happy. It's, it was literally everything I could possibly hope for. I really am interested in playing that one more. The last weekend I played it, but very, very little. And so it's something that I really want to, to mess around with more. What's happening though, is that, I, it's, I've talked to my son about, my son and I talk about this game all the time now, and we're talking about our plans and what we're going to do and how we're going to group together and things like that. And I was telling him, like, I want to have just basically with him one class that I'm playing and he his, and then we progress with it as far as we can kind of thing. And then when he's not playing, then I'll play one. I'm already seeing how that's not going to happen. It's not going to be possible <laughs> for me to only play one other class because every time I'm trying another one, I'm blown away by it. And all I want to do is follow it through and play it more. Like, again, the the, the reason that I did the, the trooper, because he had initially wanted to play the Inquisitor, and he did. And then I did my, my uh, Imperial Agent, which, oh, Imperial Agent is full of win beginning to end. The quest line for Imperial Agent is amazing. Just amazing. So much fun. And your balance of light, to dark side choices that you can make fantastic the 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 game style gameplay of the the imperial agent is just oh i loved it absolutely adored it so i was progressing at, at a decent clip and my son was with his inquisitor as well but what ended up happening is that when he went to go um take on to get his companion he was getting his ass kicked by him <laughs> Routinely, <laughs> to the point where he'd spent all of his money on on potions, hoping that he could like get through just by healing himself, and then he accidentally sold them all, and that was all of his money. And then all of his armor was busted up, so basically he was damn near a one-shot kill. And he got so frustrated at that point, he just gave up on it. So I said, well, just play another one and don't worry about it. But what happened is that we didn't plan it out right. I'd forgotten just how long it takes for you to get off that starter planet. And it's a I, while, yeah. We played all friggin' day and I was disappointed because I wanted to spend the weekend f with us playing together and Saturday we didn't because again we we were busy doing our own things and especially if you're a completionist and you're going back to review because some of the quests they won't tell you 
you know, come back, but you'll see the gray mark over their head. So, you know, go back to them later and there'll be a quest, but it's not part of the main storyline. So you can get off the planet without completing it. But like, it's good to go back and get your money's worth and, you know, do them all. Because what I'm finding with this game, more so than any other game, is I'm not caring about the levels. I'm caring about the content. I just care about getting through everything. So... I made sure to do everything that I could on my Imperial agent. And then the next day, well, by then he'd started his smuggler and he had him up to, I think, level two or three, I think three. And so I said, okay, well, you know what? I'll do a, um, I'll do the, the trooper. I had no interest at all. And then I started doing it. And then at that point we were working together, <clears throat> pardon me. We were working together. And so I got to see some of his quests and then he got to see, take part in some of mine. And I like how that's arranged. There are some quests where you can't be a spectator, which I don't really like. I wish that they arranged it so that you could be a spectator for all if you wanted to be. Um, because I got no problems with being a spectator. You're still part of the story. I loved it. And, uh, but dude, this trooper storyline was phenomenal and it's like they said in the video as well it's because it's just an average guy well it's not an average guy but it's just a guy <laughs> it's not you know some crazy freaking force of nature or something like that it's just a military personnel at its peak kind of thing with unbelievable weapons and, and armor and whatnot but you can relate to it a lot more than most every other class you know so and I love the game style of it as well. I, I love the, uh, I would have liked to have seen it as a tank because I didn't get to that point because I didn't go off the starter planet. But still, I, I like the range combat. I like the grenades and stuff, the concussion grenades, the all of that. I love the freaking plasma gunshot. Oh, <laughs> dude, that was awesome. So we, and it was funny because we were enjoying the quest line so much. It was like, we were playing till well past his bedtime on Sunday. And it was like, let's just finish this because I really, really need to see how this ends. And that's with the trooper with the, the massive bomb thing, which I won't spoil, but it's fantastic. It just was great. I will say one of the things I enjoyed the most um, has to be the Black Talon instance at the end. And I'll tell you why. Not because of just the content of the instance, which was absolutely ridiculous, but the fact that we did it without a tank and we did it without a healer. And we did it. It was basically two DPS Inquisitors, a sniper, and me. And it was absolutely hysterical to watch us, like, figure out how to do each pull and use our CCs and and actually communicate in-game and try to figure it out uh, how to do it without a healer and without uh, a tank. And it was absolutely hysterical just watching, like, aggro ping pong everywhere. Uh, but we still managed to get through the encounter. It took a little bit longer than if we had a traditional group, but we were still able to do it. And that made me happy. We had enough self-support built into our classes that we could do it without having to worry about the holy trinity of class makeup for or group makeup we didn't have to have that that tank we didn't have to have that healer we could still get through it yes it would hurt yes it wasn't going to be the most effective way but you could still do it if you were determined enough and that made me very very happy because it was a well-designed instance and because people in the beta well they're not very likely to roll healers or tanks um unless that's like exactly what they're going for so yeah i think i think that was absolutely fantastic on top of just great it just really shows that the classes are designed very well. I got to see a little, little bit of the healing on the Imperial agent as well, which 
was kind of cool. I, it, not phenomenal, but kind of cool. I'm still still leery about healing in the game simply because of the way that the, the gameplay mechanics for healing are not, you know, evolved from what they should be kind of thing. Um, I'm curious what they will be at a higher level. I, I really wish that I could have hung on to my original Inquisitor so that I could level her more out as a healer to see if there are any differences, higher level kind of thing. It's just going to be one of those things that we're going to have to see once the game is actually released. Now, that being said, if anybody is interested in beta keys, if there are still any available, if you check the show notes tomorrow, you'll see I've got a link in there. And you can also check, if I'm not mistaken, it was on Massively. Dig through the archives, you'll find it. They had 75,000 keys that they were giving away for the next beta event weekend. So you can get yourself a key so that you can get in on one of these weekends that next weekend is going to be ridiculous well i'll be there it's funny because also on massively there was a post by somebody who writes about ion and they were saying that when they went into play on thursday there was a huge drop in attendance nobody was in game (laughs) now granted we had skyrim as well as the old republic so we had a couple of things you know a couple of reasons why people weren't playing but you can easily see how a lot of the other mmos are going to be taking a serious hit once the old republic goes live well you know what vince said when the you know when he said the only thing other than i can confirm you know blah 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 it was that it's the real deal, and it really is the real deal. The voice acting, the caliber of this, the quest design in general, the worlds, um, the amount of detail that they put into it is absolutely phenomenal. Hell, I found a Wookiee who ripped the arms off a droid because it cheated in a match <laughs> against him. I have that set as my background for my computer right now. That's how awesome it is. But it's like that attention to detail, that those subtle nods to the original uh, trilogy of movies uh, that sparked the entire culture, essentially, it, they're all there. And it's important that even though this is stuff that is happening before those movies, like well before those movies, they still make references to those sort of pop culture things, but do it in such a way that it doesn't completely tear you out of the game. It just does nothing but add to the effect. Um, and that I really, really enjoy. And I think well, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And, and like the quest for the um, the guys that are frozen in carbonite. Yes, that was absolutely hysterical. That was phenomenal. And that's that little nod right there too and that's one of the quests that you could have passed by and not done and i actually had to go back in for it because i had already been in there done all the quests that i needed to in there and was on my way out cashing in the quest and then i saw oh somebody else has got a quest go look at it and it's like go back in i'm going ah son of a bitch do i really want to do it and then i read the (laughs) quest i I found out what it is when he's talking about it's like oh you're damn right yes i'm doing it and then you go and rescue one of the guys out of the carbonite it was like oh fantastic loved it and um and so yeah and then a lot of the stuff that i got to see this weekend playing both the light and the dark side on both those characters uh was experiencing the light and dark choices on both of those characters as well and in some some situations it's not as prominent as i would have liked but part of that was because I was used to my Inquisitor, who is just basically a can full of evil that's just waiting to erupt. It's been shaken and you're just waiting for somebody to open it. That's what the Inquisitor class is, especially if you're a pure blood Sith as well, because some of the quests are like, whoa, dude. Um, but yeah, so it still was a ton of fun. And what I really loved, again, this is where 
I, in particular, am going to have a blast playing with my son, as well as anybody else who's planning on playing with other people. It's when you're doing those group quests, and then you get to know what their choices are, because sometimes they get chosen mm -hmm. and not yours. And especially when I'm with my son, and I know, it's like... If there's an evil choice, it doesn't matter that he's a smuggler. He's going to take the evil choice. And he'd come out and say something that would go, that's just mean. And he goes, yeah, I know. And you get that giggle. And so <laughs> it's that kind of fun that I know that myself I'm going to have a blast playing. And I, I can't be the only, you know, nerd father. There's lots of us out there that are going to be playing this game with their kids as well. And that's going to make it so much more fun. Uh, what's hilarious is uh, my girlfriend... She's played on my accounts here and there. And like the two characters she's done was the the Jedi Knight and the Bounty Hunter. So the Jedi Knight gets that awesome little droid and the Bounty Hunter gets Mako. And, you know, she's trying to be all evil, but then she sees that her companion gets like sad when she makes the evil choices. <laughs> and she's like, oh, <laughs> so she's trying to be evil and make her companion happy at the same time. It's so hilarious. Well, the Imperial agent, it was great because the companion you get is happy when you're a bastard. So it was like, <laughs> awesome, because my Imperial agent was not a nice person either. And uh, to the point where when we were discussing one of the quests, Joe, because the Imperial agent and the bounty hunter start in that same zone. Yes. And so some of those are quests that everybody gets, not just class-specific quests. And one of them is you have to go and get a boy back for his mother. And yeah, so yeah, you, go and you go get the, <laughs> the father has abducted with the boy because the mother wants to send the boy to Sith training because he's got the force. And the, the father had tried once before and f failed out, whatever. And so he she just doesn't... Uh, she wants the boy back so he can go. So then you get in there and you have a choice of, you know, letting the father take off with the son because you find out that, well, well, a, a having played as the Sith Inquisitor and being a slave who's a Sith, Sith Inquisitor, I got to see, yeah, they're not nice people to you. They don't <laughs> like you at all. And if you fail, you're you getting a lot worse than just a lightning bolt of the ass. You're getting killed. So... Having played through that already, now when the father is saying, yeah, but they're going to kill him, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, yep, they will, but it was an evil choice, and my guy is a bastard, so I said, too bad. So I killed the old man in front of the son and then told the son, get your ass back to your mom. <laughs> and then you speak to the mother later, and she is some psychotic of a bitch, let me tell you. She's just all manner of wacky, that one. <laughs> but, Joe, you played it differently. You, you let did. them live. See, now here's the thing. My character, he's a bounty hunter. He's all about the credits. He's all about the credits and killing Jedi. If you're not a Jedi, you're pretty much safe, or unless he's being paid to kill you. Then your head's coming home on a platter. So I get there, and the father gives me a story, and I'm like, well, yeah, I can see where that would be a problem, but I can do this, and I still get paid, and the kid gets to go about his merry business and doesn't turn into somebody I might have to kill later. Hmm. I'm going to take this choice. So I let the kid go with his dad. They go run and hide and whatever. And Mako's like approves. Um, you know, whatever. It's just, it's not happy, feely, whatever. It's all about the cred. So I go back and I lie to the woman. Like, yeah, no, no. Your husband saw light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, he decided at the last minute that it was best for the boy and got on the shuttle and was heading there for Sith training. Pay me. And so she paid me. <laughs> she paid me the, the credits, gave me extra for doing such a good job and not having to kill her husband. Um, and then had this like this big emotional breakdown. She's like, 
you know, it's really hard for married couples to talk to each other sometimes. Thank you so much for intervening. Here's a little extra, you know, and I was just like, sucker. And I take the, <laughs> I take the money and I go off. <laughs> because that's exactly how to play my guy. My guy's all about the credits. You're paying me? Fantastic. We can talk. You don't got anything for me? Get the fuck out of my face. And you know? see, this is the thing right here. We each chose wildly different ways of doing the same quest and each one was just as rewarding that's why this game is going to succeed it's not because the gameplay is phenomenal because it's not it's still what we've always known for the past how many ever years now it's not groundbreaking but it's because of that questing that it's going to do so very well because again i can play an imperial agent Again, just this time, choose all good things, and I'm going to experience a different game, and it'll be just as rewarding. Now, one thing I will say that I took away from the weekend as well um, was a statement we talked about a while ago, when, which was the guys from Penny Arcade. I can't remember. I think it was. I think it was Gabe um, was talking yep. about personal involvement with the character, yep. and I could really see. Oh that yeah, because even after this, like just one weekend of playing my character. I, I understood like it's like I already had a sense of who the character was by the choices I was making. Yes, I was about the credits, but I was about getting the credits and still not doing the most horrible thing I could possibly do. Um, there were times where, you know, my character pulled a gun to threaten somebody down uh, instead of just getting into a brawl. Just made sure that it was like the, the Mexican standoff where he put the gun in the guy's face and said, get the hell out of here because he'd still get paid the same amount of credits. You know what I mean? But he didn't have to, like, murder the guy in cold blood. He was just it was too much work. So he took the easy way out. He cares about whether or not children die because he didn't wouldn't do anything that resulted in the death of children. Um, could care less about marital matters. Really hates huts, like absolutely freaking hates huts, um, has a soft spot for Twi'lek women. And it's like you get this idea of how the character is starting to develop. And it's like just all these choices and all the things that he says and and how it like kind of like goes through later on and his interaction with the, you know, the companion. It's like it's a whole story yep. that's being told before you and you are participating in it. And that is so awesome to me. You know, I can tell you that my dwarf shaman likes to heal and drink, and that's about as far as I've gotten is what the role-playing goes. With this character, there's so many more things that I've had to decide and actually flesh out the character, where even if I don't want to RPM, I already know what you the character is going to You have to. That's be. the thing. It's, exactly. With, with WoW, or damn near any other uh, MMO, you have to rp to really get a sense of who your character is i don't know who mine are and i've been playing them for years i know what they can do but i i don't have a backstory for them i never bothered with that with these guys already in the span of one weekend there's a freaking emotional attachment i feel something for my characters i i understand their motivations i get it and it's not because i force myself to it's because that's the way the game is designed and what i can only imagine is playing through to the max level at that point how much more attachment do you have for your character because again you you, you listen to v freaking Vince goes to freaking sleep in the, in the chat room, dude. That's because you won't freaking man up and actually talk about the that's game. That's not what he's talking you, about. You, You're you, totally you, missing yeah. the entire conversation. Okay. You ever heard the Sam Jackson <laughs> a bedtime story? 
Okay. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. I didn't read the post above. I thought you were just saying that you were just falling asleep because you weren't talking. Actually, I've been trying to talk, but I can't get a word in between you two bastards. Oh, that's because I didn't bother giving you a chance to talk because you, you always... never want to talk exactly. about the game. You, wait, wait. Are you actually going to talk about the game? Make I it fast. Still don't want to get into too many details, but uh, we can discuss a little bit. But uh, you guys are going go fine. No, go no, no, no. We're this is we're wrapping no, up no, this you have because our attention now. Go for it. <laughs> See, I I just wanted to interject that. I the the character I had the most experience with was the bounty hunter as well. So just seeing the way Joe is making his decisions differently than the way I did, because my bounty hunter is similar. Yes, it's all about the credits, but he also kind of has that bit of honor to him that a contract's a contract. I wasn't getting paid to let the dad go away with the kid. <laughs> so buddy was going down. Head in a sack, you get a head in the sack. <laughs> so I, I I was trying to get as many credits as possible while still adhering to the contract so that small little shift in the the dynamic of the character does lead to vastly different uh storytelling uh possibility so really really cool stuff and i'm so glad that this game i've been playing for a while now i won't say how long because it makes you guys too jealous but <laughs> now you guys finally are seeing what i've been seeing i'm just sitting here smiling i'm very happy Okay, let's move on to another game now that we are all playing, and that is, of course, Skyrim. And yes. since you've been so quiet now, Vince, not able to talk for a while, how about you talk about what you've been doing in Skyrim? Because you put in a <laughs> crap ton of hours this weekend. I've been doing everything. And before I get into the game itself, I have to credit Bethesda here. I don't. They, they had some sort of fucking magic on this game because I'm playing on the console. This entire gigantic game with its high quality graphics, great textures, fits on one fucking Xbox disc and it plays perfectly smoothly without even being installed because there's some sort of glitch that the textures yeah. aren't playing right when you install it. That's so, what I read too, yeah. I'm playing this game and I'm like, this should not be physically possible. So all the credit to Bethesda, I mean, other versions might be jacked up. I don't care. The 360 version runs great. But, oh, just continuing down that programming path, just how they designed the world that it feels organically alive. It just everything just going on with all the NPCs, the, the wildlife, and just all the AI stuff and the behaviors that they've thrown in there. It's the most realistic game world I think I've ever seen. And that's saying a lot. I mean, there's fucking dragons. <laughs> It, it, just the stuff that happens, like a, a bandit runs by and he accidentally runs through the mammoth camp and then ends up getting punted into the stratosphere by a giant because he got too close to his mammoths. Stuff like that. that just <laughs> the, the way the game just works and how it's so radically different for every player because of those little twists, the little random aspects that I've been discussing it the last two days at work with friends of mine. And I was like, oh, did you do this quest? Yeah, I did that quest. But this happened completely differently. It's been a very enjoyable experience, not just to play, but it's one of those games that you can discuss for hours on end because no two people are going to have the same experience. Partially, that's also because there's so much to do in the, the game. That, <laughs> oh, eventually, yeah. But for right now, I mean, Jesus Christ! I was in the uh, the starter village, uh, White Run, White Run, yeah, White Run, isn't it? I think so. White Run, yeah. yeah. So I was there because you got to go there for the startup stuff and whatnot. Those the 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 main quest line. So, but <laughs> I was stealing too much shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I, the basket method, man. Man, I am my guy. I'm putting points into sneaking and lock picking and pickpocketing, and so I just want cool shit. It's gonna be. I'm gonna get my ass handed to me the first dragon I see, but I'll, I'll die in style because I'll have some cool ass shit that I stole. But. What's happening is that I've got so much stuff that nobody wants to buy. So <laughs> it's like I have to join the freaking Thieves Guild just so that I can unload this shit. So I didn't even finish. And not to mention the freaking library that I'm carrying around with me. Because oh. if there's a book, it's mine. I'm taking Dude, it. I don't care if it's freaking. About the bookshelves? That's what uh, Joe was talking about, too. Yeah, oh. I'd already heard about it as well. As soon as I bought my house, I went around town grabbing every book I could find. Oh, well, I already <laughs> I have them all. Put them on my bookshelf. Well, you want the books as well. You want to read them because some of them will send you on quests. So yep. there's a little I'm side quest. So it's points, exactly. Yeah. So you want to do that. But anyway, so I decided to put the main quest line on on hold and i just took off and i did the uh the guild um the thieves guild stuff so i made my way over there i did the initial quest and i and i'm i'm still doing quests just for the freaking thieves guild i haven't gone back to the main one yet and I'm it's been fantastic how much of the main quest line have you done i not all of them i haven't i haven't even finished um the when you're in and you're talking to the wizard dude, because mm -hmm. the main RL brings you there and you're talking to the wizard dude, right? And then the chick runs in and says, "There's a freaking dragon, come!" I don't. I went okay. off and and stole I'm everything. <laughs> going to suggest to you and to anybody else playing the game, do the main storyline at least until after you kill the dragon before you go off and do the side stuff, because once you kill that dragon, that's when other dragons start showing up in the world. But they I don't want them. I don't want but you them. need them. You need them. I will if, eventually, if, but if you want, like, if you want to learn all the dragon shouts and stuff, they add so much to the oh, game. Oh yeah, I understand that. Leading that one little quest that the the rest of the game be, opens up so much more after and, that. Point. And I'll and I'll do that. But for the thieves guild stuff, at least so far, it's much more about just sneaking around and things like that. So mm -hmm. I don't need the the other stuff and i don't want dragons around because my chick's a freaking pansy she wouldn't be able to fight her way out of a paper bag i don't want a freaking dragons coming after her so. first random dragon i came across roasted my ass but then i, I developed a strategy and now i can take them down rather oh easily. mine doesn't see that's also see, why i want a level than they do yeah i want to level more and then once i've got enough points into my sneaking and lockpicking once you level then, up too much stronger dragons start showing up then i'll start putting points into my archery I've I've already started that a few points in archery the first dragon you face to be a fucking blood dragon trust me on that one so i i'm waiting now that being said too this is this is my first of at least two characters i've already planned it out i have to have a character like joe is making just something that can go toe to toe with a dragon and punch it in the face I have to. Like, that's the way I'm building my character. My first character in every game I've played that has that option, I am the beat stick badass. I am sitting there <laughs> with the shield, of the I'm the immovable object. Hello, Mr. Dragon. You think you're getting past me? Here's a mace in the ass. No, that's exactly what I do. And that's why I'm building shall my character. Not pass. <laughs> Except I'm not gray. <laughs> But no, like it's 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 absolutely phenomenal. Just like the the choices, and I like the way that they've done all of the like the the leveling up the skill system compared to the other Morrowind games, uh, oh, the yeah. other Elder games and stuff like that. It's just it's so much more intuitive this time around. Like 
it's just so phenomenal. And, and I'm definitely going to be playing another character because I have to play like a flat out full mage. But first, I need to get through this game as the beat stick badass. And that's exactly what I'm going to have. See, I'm only playing one character because I know I'm not going to have time for two. So I'm doing him as more like the hybrid style. Like I'm focusing on one handed weapons so that my second hand, I can have another weapon. I can have a shield. I can have the magic. I can be versatile. So because I know I'm not going to be able to play through twice. So I want one character that can do, you know, the thieves guild as well as the mages guild. So I'm trying to be that, that sort of hybrid character and it's working out really well so far. Well, no matter what you do, somewhat your character is always going to be a little hybrid. I mean, there's, there's, Oh yeah. There's, you can't avoid it at this point. Um, the different words you find, the different uh, the different abilities you use, the different things you find, eventually you're just going to have some hybrid ability. Whether or not you choose to use it, it's another story. Yeah, see, I'm planning on doing, again, I, I want two characters, but I'm going to do it so that my this thief is basically going to be the, the, the character that I'm going to use to do the majority of the side quests so the thieves guild and and oh the dark i already saw mention of the dark brotherhood and it's like oh i can't wait to start those those are going to be great and then i'm going to have my other character that's either going to be a full-on badass with a sword and board or insane magic one or the other i haven't decided yet and then that's the one that's going to do mainly the main storyline and then some of the other stuff as well too so i'm not i don't want to have a lot of the same things repeating for both of them and the game is so diverse that you can do that you can actually have two characters experiencing two very different games but like the stuff i've experienced so far has just been amazing like i've already become a werewolf and that's freaking awesome highly recommended but this one <laughs> this one quest that absolutely made my weekend and it's not a main quest it's not a, a guild quest it's just a side quest you pick up by wandering around town i was in um riven the thieves guild town i walked into the bar and there's some dude sitting at the bar that challenges me to a drinking contest so sure i can do that i end up putting away a few of these drinks and passing out I wake up literally on the other side of Skyrim in a temple with the priestess yelling at me because of all the terrible things I did in there the previous <laughs> night. <laughs> the entire quest the entire quest is the Elder Scrolls version of Dude Where's My Car where you have to retrace your steps to find out what the fuck happened. It's the Hangover Skyrim edition. <laughs> it was so You got great. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in an Elder Scrolls game, and yet it wasn't ridiculous over the top. Because once you get to the end, I'm not going to ruin it, and it goes, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't really gotten that far in. I've just completed the first dungeon, so I haven't really done much of anything yet. But I can't wait to just explore the world just because it is huge. That place is friggin' huge. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm already doing a lot of the stuff that I see on the side kind of thing. So, like, one of the um, one of the quests from the first little town had you going off to go to the uh, the little... Uh, damn it, what's the name of the place? A uh, little, little dungeon area kind of to do. and But I cleared the whole freaking thing. And so, by doing that, then I had a something that the guy later wanted. And he was going to send me back over there. 
<laughs> and it's like, oh, is this what you want? <laughs> and I was like, oh, this old yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> it was the dragon stuff. The yeah. dragon stuff. Yeah. And because I'd cleared it all, I, I'd gotten it and I was thieving my way through everything. If there was a chest, I'm lockpicking the bastard everywhere. So then when he says, like, it's going to be tough, you got to go over there, you got to do this. I was like, this old thing, is this what you want? <laughs> I've had this in my pack. It's starting to smell. You want it? To... <laughs> It's kind of heavy, please. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, oh, dude, I was freaking over encumbrance bullshit once again. If there's one thing I hate about these games, uh, it's I'm, that. I'm traveling light. I'm traveling fast. I'm doing good here. I haven't been over encumbered oh, yet. Except the time I realized I was carrying around like 100 pieces of iron and I should probably turn it into something. So then I was carrying around like 50 pieces of iron armor. It's like, gotta make it to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> See, I stole a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> and and again, I still have li it's that freaking library full of books on me. Like See, somebody has to make a cartoon of that, you know, just somebody with like pockets full of stuff in the shirt and the pants <laughs> all over the place and walking ever so slowly past the guard. Nobody sees me, <laughs> but you should you should see my freaking house. Okay, it's the Packrat Central. Oh yeah, but I I had to walk all the way from the the dragon breach dragon's breach place because I stole a crap load of shit there and I was not dropping anything I wasn't getting my money's worth from this and I crawled all the way to a vendor oh, in town <laughs> so that I could sell some of it see that that's another thing kill that dragon and you can buy your house and find finally have some place to put all that crap but you need 5000 as well i don't have 5000 yet S sell your shit <laughs> i actually i did i sold a whole bunch of it actually but i still don't have because i actually paid for some some skill ups for uh, my stealth and for my lock picking which see, i didn't think i was going to have 5000 either and then i was just like i looked and i was and i was like hey i have 5000 cool yeah. But yeah, th that's my next plan. I've been wanting to do a little bit more with the thieves, and then I'm gonna do finish that quest line so that I can then get a freaking house because I need to unload those freaking books. <laughs> I was gonna say the other thing is the the books. Like I love the fact that my friend showed me this because he's way farther ahead than I am. You can organize books on your bookshelf in game. Yeah, like it organizes actually, like... them for you. Thank God. That's even, that's even <laughs> awesome. But you actually can have bookshelves that you fill up with books. Uh, the, Alphabetical the nerd in me was, order. The nerd in me was happy for the nerd that my barbarian actually was. <laughs> All right, let's move on now to another game that was just released, and that is Assassin's Creed Revelations. Joe, you picked this up and you've been playing it, and you've been loving it as well. Absolutely. Assassin's Creed is one of those series that we've all really kind of fallen at least a little bit in love with. Uh, a lot. The last, yeah, a lot. Over the last few iterations. I hurt you. <laughs> and, it's, and it's been progressively getting better and better and better. And it, this is no exception. It has taken everything that we loved on Brotherhood and has raised it even more. Um, let's talk about just the story in general just a little bit. I'm not going to ruin too much because I want people to actually play it and because I will be doing a feature on this for next week's episode. Um, you are basically trapped inside the Animus. You are Desmond. You are on Animus Island. Not only can you get to relive uh, Ezio's uh, most important sort of memory and have to like discover the link between uh, the apple and man's salvation. Um, but you actually get to experience events from Desmond's life. So you get to actually learn more about the character that you've been playing as for a while now. 
Um, that is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if they they had mentioned this, but it seems also that they've kicked the graphics up a notch as well because everything is gorgeous all the way through, um, like even better than it was in Brotherhood. Um, so there have been other improvements as well. Let's as you're moving through the story and trying to get through the quests and everything like that. Um, there are also arsenal improvements. Um, one that I'm absolutely positively adore is the hook blade. The hook blade is my best friend. Not only can you trip people up with the hook blade, not only can you grab somebody with the hook blade and body slam them into the ground, um, but you can also use the hook blade to get from one end of Constantinople to the other. There are ropes tied up through various parts of the city where you can actually zip line from point to point. Uh, and it's absolutely fantastic because there's a lot of these little areas where I was ziplining along, kind of enjoying myself, and I ran across four guards. And they all started firing arrows at me, so I'm freaking out as I'm on this, like, ah! A fall off of one, managed to grab onto the side of the building with the hook, flip myself over onto another zipline, and keep going in the opposite direction all before dying. It was absolutely fantastic. Another thing that they've improved um, is like the little the bombs and the bomb system as far as crafting. I want the bombs. <laughs> now, it was one thing that a lot of people were really concerned that crafting was going to take away from the game. Yeah, it doesn't. It actually gives you so much control on how your character reacts to things. It's stupidly amazing. Um, my favorite is the Caltrop bomb. You can actually get this little bomb that you throw behind you and a it bounces like once or twice, and then all of a sudden explodes with all these caltrops, slowing your enemies down so you can either get away or charge back into combat while they're too busy picking the caltrops out of their feet. Um, there's obviously smoke bombs. There's regular explosive bombs. There's poison cloud bombs. There's iron shot bombs. There's a ton of different bombs you can make, and they are all phenomenal. You can build your character's arsenal, essentially, at least the bombs, as you see fit to, to suit whatever circumstance you're in. That's absolutely phenomenal. Another thing that is absolutely amazing is you're you are the master of the Thieves Guild at this point. You are in charge of or the Assassins Guild. You are in charge of everything. So in Brotherhood, you could have your your minions uh, summon in for attacks or go do this, go do that. They've expanded that system out exponentially. Not only can you level up multiple, and I mean multiple uh, assassins that you call to your banner. We're talking like twenty different assassins there are mini games that revolve entirely around these assassins and as you level them up through these mini games you can actually call them in for quests you can have them do quests for you you can do quests side by side to develop their characters it's phenomenal so one of the things that you can do with them is a tower defense style game where you own property throughout the entire city occasionally the templars try to attack um, your stuff. They want to get at you, right? You can actually defend it by playing a to defense tower style game with assassins. That is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Um, eventually, if you level up high enough, the Templars decide that it's not worth fucking with you and give up. <laughs> the Templars, the big bad organization that wants to rule all mankind, eventually says, I ain't fucking with that and just walks away. <laughs> On top of that, there's another mini game that's very much like an old school game that some of you might remember, some of you might not. 
Machiavelli the Prince combined with Risk. You get to send your minions out to other points of the Mediterranean and different parts of the world where they can spread anti-Templar propaganda, complete missions to bring light to those areas and preserve freedom. As And you basically play for map control against Templar NPCs. So you're playing like a shell game almost with your minions and who you're sending out where. The level of interaction between you and your minions is phenomenal, and it adds a new level of complexity to the game that is ridiculous. This game has just about everything you could possibly want. It has an amazing story, an amazing graphics, absolutely phenomenal combat, which is a little bit more polished than it was before. Your character will actually um, do a little writing of himself and zero in on targets a little bit to make it easier for you, but it doesn't detract from your control of the character. You can choose how you attack. You can, I mean, everything about it is just, there's so much customization and so much awesomeness involved in this game that it's, you need to pick up this game. If you were remotely a fan of Assassin's Creed anything, this game is a must play. And I don't say that very often, but this game is an absolute must play. And also, if you're lucky enough to buy it for the PlayStation, Creed, or PlayStation 3, you get the original Assassin's Creed free if you haven't played it. See, here's how much I love Assassin's Creed. I knew I really wanted to play this game, but I also knew I was playing Skyrim. That wasn't going to happen. So I was like, okay, once I'm done with Skyrim, Assassin's Creed is the first game I'm going to buy. And then I read some of the information you gave us, and I was like, fuck. To the point where I've decided officially that I am now going to put away my Star Wars beta so that I can play Assassin's Creed. <laughs> See? Because it, and it's, it's the Assassin minions that absolutely sold me. When finding out that you can do quests alongside them, that's cool as hell, instead of just, you know, they're, they're your instant kill button. But then what I really like is how you say that the Templars come to attack you. It's the system for when they decide to attack you, uh, of if you're going around the town and they notice you becoming a threat, that's when they're going to launch the attacks. So through that system, the game encourages you to play the game, to play it properly, to play it like an assassin. Like, I, I, that's how I've always played, trying to do the sneaky routes, trying to hide, this and that. And I was uh, talking to a friend of mine, he's like, oh yeah, I just walked through the front door and killed everyone. Like, that's... Okay, you can do that, but it's so much more fun sneaking through the rafters and, you know, Batmaning and picking them off one by one. So so I, I like that they put a mechanic into the game that will encourage people to play. But if they don't want to play that way, they're perfectly welcome to. They're just going to have more tower defense minigames. Really nice system. I'm still I'm I'm holding off. And that's because I know that this is going to be one of the games that's going to be on sale, their Steam sales at Christmas time. I will buy it then. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. I already know it's coming. So there's certain games that I'm just going to hold off and wait for the Steam sales. And because I do want to wait until I'm done Skyrim and I'm done Batman, and then I, I want to tackle all of them. I, I want to play them back to back to back to back. And I think that that will be such a rewarding way of playing those games. I can see that. 
Absolutely. With that, we're actually going to call it a wrap for tonight. I did want to stop at 8.30, and we had a crap load of other stuff that I spent hours digging up today, which apparently we didn't need. Just had to bring up Star Wars, and that made up for uh, most of the show right there. So with that, like I said, we're going to call it a wrap. The show will be out for you all to, to download tomorrow and listen to. And, of course, we're going to be back to our regular time, finally, next week on Monday for everybody to listen to. So you can find us again at uh, ForTheLore.com, of course, on Twitter at ForTheLore. And if you have any comments or submissions or whatever, send them to ForTheLore at gmail.com. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Arkham City. What a dump. Sure, I ain't no angel. I've robbed a bank or five in my day. But nothing deserving of getting locked up in this hellhole with these freaks. You know, I saw Killer Croc the other day, and that wasn't no bucket of chicken he was snacking on. So, I gotta join up with one of these whack jobs just to stay alive in this place. Sure, I'm with the Joker now, but it's hardly the first gig I've had around here. When I first got thrown in, I hooked up with the Two-Face. We had a nice crew, things were going alright. I thought this wasn't so bad. Then the freaking Catwoman shows up and screwed that up. Man, I hope I get a chance to get my hands on that bitch. Though Miss Quinn says I'm not supposed to be using that word no more. And the Riddler? Ha! That was the quickest job I ever had. That lunatic gave me a grappling hook and some rope. Wanted me to climb up the side of a building and plant some question mark there. I threw the stupid green hat he gave me back in his face and walked out. Who the hell does something like that? What is wrong with these people? Joining up with Mad Hatter was like a bad trip. Bane's gone soft. And there's no way in hell I'd join up with any of those other mass-murdering psychos. So yeah, I took a job with the Joker. I don't know how long this gig will last. Joker's acting kind of weird. One minute he'll be fine, but then the next time I see him, he's on death's door. What's he playing at? And again, he's the freaking Joker. Guy's got something up his sleeve even when he isn't wearing a shirt. So... Yeah, I spent all night standing up on this rooftop keeping watch. Keeping watch for what exactly? I don't frickin' know. There's only one person gonna be coming after the boss, and all I'm doing is making a nice big target for the goddamn Batman. What am I gonna do when he shows up other than piss my pants? Best I can hope for is to be put into a coma. At least then I can't feel the pain of all my broken bones. Freaking Arkham City. Even the so-called heroes are completely off their rockers. I knew I should have tried harder to get in with the penguin. At least then I'd be living the high life in the iceberg lounge. You know, if the smell of fish makes me gag. Ah, <sighs> Arkham City. I hate this goddamn place. <laughs> <laughs>